Welcome to Who Weekly, uh, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about all the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And this is episode 21. Woohoo! Now that we do two episodes a week, or you think it's two episodes a week, it's just we talk a long time and I split it into two, uh, it feels like we're just constantly around. Do you mean to our to our audience? It feels to them? It feels You're to making... me, too. Sometimes I'm just like, <laughs> wow, two well, times mean... in one a week. We are constantly emailing and texting each other about who's, so, in a way. Right. Imagine if the public had access to, like, all of those documents as well. Like, anytime we mentioned a who, it was also part of the podcast. It would just be, like, 24 hours of garbage. It's like those shirts, who's are life, the rest is just details. We should make those and sell them. Wait, what shirt? What? Remember those Where shirts? Where are these shirts? <laughs> They were like big Keep when I was calm in middle school. And who or whatever. They were no, they were really big when I was in middle school, and they would be like fill in the blank sport or activity <gasps> oh, is life, and then at the bottom yeah. it would say the rest is just details. I had one that said basketball is life, the rest is just details because I wanted to fit in. Because you love basketball, basketball. <laughs> you love basketball. No, I remember those shirts. They were like N plus one or something. There was like it was like a big dog brand. It was very yes. It, yes. yeah, totally, exactly, totally. Um, but we have to get started because we have a lot of garbage to talk about. Let's go. Okay. Hey, Lindsay. Hi. Um, I don't want to ask you this question, but uh, since this is how the show works, I have to. Who is Noah Galvin? Uh, you know, don't I you didn't... dare answer this question. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I didn't know this um, answer until this very week. So uh... No one did. So, you know, take it away. No one I'll did. let you I'll let you handle this one. The I mean, the reason we had so many questions about this was because it hit suddenly and it hit hard. Um there were these We really... got like four phone five phone calls. I just want to shout oh out God. all the people who like heard this news, literally got up from their computers, grabbed their <laughs> phone and called us immediately like it was this 911 emergency situation. Love you. They were these very incendiary comments said by this guy in an interview on Vulture that was published on Thursday. They started, like, trickling out of, like, gay Twitter until suddenly every actual media outlet was talking about Noah Galvin as though they knew who Noah Galvin was I mean, there's, before you know, 10 minutes there's ago. There's gay Twitter, but there's also TV Twitter, and this kid is up for Emmys. I mean, why don't you explain who he is? Like, go from so the beginning. So Noah Galvin is the star of... Uh, the very well-received new ABC series, The Real O'Neills. Um, and he plays the, I guess, the lead kid in it. Cause it's Do a you watch it's this like show? A, no, I've never seen it. Neither have um, I. And I've, and I've heard nothing, honestly, I've heard nothing but good things about it. Mm-hmm. My friends who watch it really, really like it. It's the Dan Savage show that was developed yes. like by Dan Savage. And I believe he is still involved with it in some he's, sort of producer he's like, in it he, i i actually i actually don't know but i'm pretty sure he's in a producer um, yes no role. i think so i think so and also he's in a weird sort of like mentory role to noah so part of the thing in the interview he praises dan savage on being so smart and so good for the community blah 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 um and the reason noah was interviewed was because he uh has emmy buzz he is this young out 22-year-old gay actor. This is basically his first role. Um, and He was like a theater... He was the theater kid before this. He was very like... He theater did like, kid, but like not he did a... musicals and Broadway. Successful and, actor. No, 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 no. But not even a huge theater kid. Just kind yeah, of he he was theater. he was just into theater. Yeah. I was talking about this with someone yesterday, 
and it is sort of interesting that it's 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 hard to figure out if he since this is his first big interview it's hard to figure out if he wanted to start shit or if he didn't know that interviews or specifically q a interviews like this would just be published in their entirety you know? Well, full disclosure, I worked for Vulture, so I know what happens. I know the how the sausage is made. And this writer, the guy who interviewed him is named Alex. He's a wonderful writer and has interviewed like RuPaul and like kind of done all these like longer Q&As. And honestly, I think what the issue is sometimes a mixture of what you're saying that he maybe wasn't as comfortable and media trained or whatever, but mm-hmm. also they did it in person. Um, as you can tell, because he walks up to him and he's smoking, which is right. most of the Vulture um, Q&As are via phone, because that's just the easiest way to get that's it done. Um, but this was in person. So I think a mixture of having somebody in person, maybe they had a drink or, you know, not even like he was drunk, but in terms of just loosening up and really getting to know someone. And also, you know, Alex, the guy who interviewed him is gay. And maybe he just, you know, was like, oh, camaraderie, like, I'm going to just right. like go in. And there could be so many reasons why. I mean, clearly he fucked up <laughs> in fucked a lot up. of this. Um, there was a really, there was a really funny tweet about it that I sums up. I don't remember who who tweeted it, but it was basically saying, uh, "I really respected your interview, and I hope that your publicist has like a full bottle of Xanax because I know. it's going to be a nightmare." And the, and it was very. The controversy kind of is nice, is nice. I mean, it just, it brings, it opens up, like, communication between two sides of, like, a big issue. Like, I feel like in, like, gay conversation, right? Like, he Mm -hmm. kind of, like, opened the door to, like, the floodgates of a conversation that was already happening, you know? Let's start with the garbage. The less culturally relevant thing that Colton, that Noah said that got people pissed off was, were his remarks about Colton Haynes, who is a known who, we've spoken about him in the past. Right. Colton Haynes is the guy who sort of came out, who has never really been in the closet. He's been out since high school. He's 27. As far as he is concerned, he came out. Yes. As far as he was concerned, he came out in January, but then he came out officially in Entertainment Weekly in a a profile two months ago, a month ago. Um, And I was annoyed because I was like, he already came out. (laughs) Why is he coming out twice? (laughs) Wow. So Noah took my complaints and multiplied them by 3,000. And he called Colton Haynes um, a pussy. And he called him uh, the worst. He said it was the way that he came out was in this very like, well, I'm already out. He called that fucking pussy bullshit um, because he didn't respect the way that he did it. Also, mm-hmm, keep mm-hmm. in mind, Noah's five years younger. Noah is... A 22-year-old. It wasn't a very flattering... Like, I respect him for speaking his mind as I respect anyone for speaking their mind or whatever and being real about situations. But it wasn't a very flattering way to do it for himself. Like, I I actually know the the way that transcripts are cut down. I don't think that anyone is trying to unflatter you. They are trying to get the most interesting things you say to come to Mm -hmm. light. And they are trying to get you to sound coherent, which is hard mm-hmm. when you do a phone interview and or a person interview to have the person sound coherent in their speaking. As you can hear us talking, we are totally incoherent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, do, I really don't think that it was cut that way. I really... I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't think so either. When it's I bad, think... it's bad, man. When you know it, when you read the transcript and you're like, oh man, like this right. is going to be controversial. And he... So after he said this, Colton Haynes immediately 
<laughs> got on his yeah. what celebrities love to do they open up the notes app celebrities and they love type a, out a note. notes app screenshot <laughs> and they screenshot it did you notice that there was a really great when Demi Lovato announced her split from Wilmer Valderrama she wrote it in a note and she screenshotted the note did you notice what the note was filed under no no it was filed under poems <laughs> like the, the the breadcrumbs on the top left where it's like, yeah. go back to the original thing. Yeah. The folder no. she had filed it under was poems. Anyway. Only you, so, would, only you would notice that. So that's so far beyond the so point. So do you think this is filed under, um, do you think this is filed under gay clapback? <laughs> Colton Haynes immediately releases this thing and he writes in part, it's extremely ironic that only a month ago I was tweeting this kid and saying that he should win an Emmy for his work. Then today he returns the favor by calling me a pussy and the worst of the entire world. Let me just clarify, clarify, I have never met this kid. So for him to judge me without even meeting and having no idea for the struggles I've been through or where I come from is absolutely uncalled for and quite frankly embarrassing on his part. (laughs) Then he's like, well, I already, I came out in Entertainment Weekly. Fuck off. Don't judge me. Don't disrespect me. And then he signs it Colton Pussy Haynes, which is pretty (laughs) funny. And (laughs) signing it Colton Pussy Haynes put me on Team Colton Haynes. As you know, I'm very wishy-washy when it comes to like which Teams. celebrities I'm, which celebrities team I'm on. Yeah. Uh, and so for that, what time is it? 11:50 a.m. Until 12:30 p.m. I will be on Colton Haynes' team. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. So this is what happened. So, but that's that's one thing. Noah apologizes for it. He releases a public apology to Colton, but that's not the only person he apologized to. Oh, that he, he slammed to, so many more people. We're not even at the. He slammed. He slammed, but the two I want to talk about are Colton and Yikes, Brian Singer, yeah. the director of the X Men. Yeah. Because I think in movies. one in one he's wrong, but in one he's right. So it's very yes. interesting. In this one interview, he said a lot of things that were not very smart, but then he said kind of like one thing that like everyone knows and should be out there. Right. So which everyone knows allegedly. I think we still have to dance okay, around. Okay. Sorry. This because, Don't sue us. Because this man is very litigious. Okay. Um, there yeah, are a lot well, of rumors that Brian Singer. There, there are a lot of rumors that Brian Singer, an out gay, uh, very successful director in Hollywood, is uh, rumored to be known um, to have sex with underage boys. This has um, been around forever. And- this is a common conversation, a common yes. through line in Hollywood. If you people watch gossip movies, about it. Yeah. And he people is a huge director. It. He is not only like a huge director in the past, but he has a lineup that is insane, right? Mm-hmm. Like a future lineup. I mean, he is continually successful. So it's so, not just like this old issue. Yes. And what um, Noah said specifically was... Um, yeah, so he laughs whenever Brian Singer is mentioned. And he says, yeah, Brian Singer likes to invite little boys over to his pool and diddle them in the fucking dark of night. I want nothing to do with that. I think there are enough boys in L.A. that are questionably homosexual who are willing to do things with the right person who can get them in the door. In New York, there was a healthy gay community, and that doesn't exist in L.A. Oh, that was another thing. So he pissed off a lot of L.A. people for, oh, like, he pissed uh, off the entirety continuing this, of like, gay L.A. New York dichotomy where you could only, like, one, L.A. sucks New he York should move. Good. He should probably move to to New York after this moment. Yeah. So he apologized to Brian Singer also on Twitter and called the called what he said um, false and unwarranted. It was irresponsible of me to make these allegations against oh, Brian. God. So His the whole thing has him. this. The whole thing has has this tone of a publicist with a gun to Noah Galvin's head, saying, "Write down exactly what I'm telling you," yeah. because if you don't. We're going to get sued into oblivion and you'll never work again because Mm -hmm. Brian Singer is that 
powerful. Mm -hmm. That's the sort of upsetting thing about what he said, knowing that this is why interviews tend to not be interesting because people are afraid of talking about anything actually serious Mm -hmm. because the moment they do, they get yelled at and then they have to backpedal it. And not Um, only do the celebrities have to backpedal Vulture, which I was a little bit more like about took down the statement. So not only yeah. is Cole, not only is Noah Galvin afraid of being sued, but no, Vulture is ultimately afraid of being sued for publishing it in the time of Gawker getting sued into bankruptcy, etc. It just mm-hmm. becomes like very questionable and they and they put up an editor's note that was like this article contained a reference to Brian Singer blah blah blah. Um we decided. But, right, but it's interesting because then you have, you know, sorry but like when you would paste the Vulture link into a share option, the deck would be the quote from that from quote. Brian, so yeah. it's like if you're gonna if you're gonna say that as the most important quote of the piece and put it as a pull quote, which I know how that works. That's what you do. Or you know you're gonna tweet it and take a screenshot and pin it as the author, pin it to your Twitter. Which mm-hmm. I don't blame you. That is the most important part of the piece. And then you're gonna delete it from the article. Just know that those pieces are still there, out there, because. Mm-hmm sorry like you can't just like scrape something from the internet or whatever and you know clearly people knew what he had said essentially this isn't some career anything he will certainly never work with brian singer god Um, forbid i'm sure that there will be some sort of he and colton haynes will instagram each other at drinks at the abbey or something in three weeks like we're friends now lol and it'll be fine right yeah i mean this stuff blows over but and no one remembers things, but what people are going to remember is the Brian Singer stuff. Is the Brian Singer stuff, Eventually, which when they something should does remember. happen, and he does get in trouble, which I truly believe he will. Um, so, Bobby. Lindsay. Who is Christina Grimmie? She is... Uh, honestly, I didn't... I only... I, I knew her name, and I, I knew that she was on The Voice, and that's it. She was I a Voice her... contestant. Yeah, I mean, I didn't did know you, any of her music. you didn't watch her on The Voice. Yeah, no. I mean, I did watch her voice season. She was very talented. The reason why I paid attention to her slash, like, dove into her a little bit is that she was a YouTube, she's a YouTube star. She's a YouTube mm-hmm. person. She went under the name, like, uh, Zelda Love 64, which is a Nintendo 64 reference, obviously. And she did, like, very famous covers. And whenever The Voice has people on who are somewhat famous outside The Voice, they make a huge deal because kind of part of the voice is like as opposed to other singing competition shows they like having people who have done other things like yeah. Curly Sue winning this year and they you know they like bringing they like having people with a pre-existing fan base like they had the Cupid Shuffle guy on a few times like yeah. they just they're, they're very into kind of like you know a comeback story so mm-hmm. not that this girl had a comeback story she had a come up story she had all these covers on her um, YouTube profile or whatever but point being really she, and she played the piano yeah. too her videos are actually yeah. pretty interesting no, she's she's good. She's a very specific YouTube singer songwriter person, not like mm-hmm. a fine person where it's six seconds that annoys us. Like a very you know, she do full length covers and mashups, and people yes. loved her. And she came in third place, I believe. Yep, third place. She was like on Team Adam, and I think one of them signed her. Uh, and she basically she had a, an album, and then the reason why we're talking about her is this is so so awful. Is that two nights ago friday night friday night friday night yeah friday night a crazy fan fought basically followed her to went to her um her concert came to her meet and greet and shot her and then shot himself and she died from 
injuries. You have this timeline leading up to the to her death that are like permanently preserved online. Mm-hmm. Just like this whole all, essentially awful thing that now is going to be dissected in the way where it's like, was it because she was a famous YouTube star? I mean, she really like had probably mm-hmm. had very dedicated fans that go all the way back to when she was putting these videos up. Yeah. You know, I mean, the v- yeah. Anyways, we should move on now. Yeah, I think we're done with all the the, the really sad stuff. Oh, well, the next one is kind of sad, actually. I mean, it's like funny, but it's sad. <laughs> it's mostly funny. It's a little sad when you read the quote. Okay, anyways. So, Bobby. Who what? Lindsay. Is, <laughs> who is Kate Mulgrew? I know who Kate Mulgrew is, but I did not know this about her until this week. Kate Mulgrew is the actress. Uh, she was... I think she became famous for being in that Star Trek spinoff that yes. the name I forget. Yes. Uh, Voyager. Yes. And then she's probably best known now for being red in Orange is the New Black. Yes. She has like a very, very long career. She one is a, one of those like actresses that yes. has just always worked and maybe you knew her name or maybe you would know what she looked mm-hmm. like but never had a breakout role like she was on soaps yep. and, you know, all these. And she probably, people definitely know who she was, but... She, but Orange is New Black was like her breakout role, which is interesting because she's older, clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and she plays Red, like the kind of one of the big stars. Anyways, she mm-hmm. came out with a memoir this week. And mm-hmm. her story is like very crazy and scary. But point being, the 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 Us Weekly headline is just like too much. <laughs> like, <laughs> because I don't think they, under- they understood what to like do with it. <laughs> Cause and all... instead of doing nothing, <laughs> they did this. Right. So the – hold on. I want to just – I have uh... the, the, the headline open. No, but I just – you. Uh, so, yeah. So the Us Weekly headline is, Kate Mulgrew, Orange is a New Black Star, was born with full set of teeth, comma, kept in cage. <laughs> Which is not inaccurate. A lot of the headlines were just born with teeth, born with full teeth, born with a lot of teeth. And <laughs> the, the thing is that she has this – new memoir and it's called i think the memoir is called born with teeth the memoir is called born with teeth yeah which is great which proves she knows like she knows what is going to be the pull quote of this whole <laughs> life like this whole thing she, so yeah I you can't she... accuse you can't accuse anyone like of of digging to the memoir and trying to get the most embarrassing thing no because that's the name of the memoir. right it's very clear what is happening here anyways so uh the story is is that she was born with a full set of teeth, which is a condition which does happen to children sometimes. It's a very rare condition. And I guess when you're born with full set of teeth, you can accidentally swallow your own teeth because it's whatever. And it's dangerous because you're too young. Um, and she also was born with an inability to feel pain. That's what she says, inability mm-hmm. to feel pain when she was a baby. So her parents put her in a cage so she wouldn't like hurt herself. And the quote yeah. is just wild. It's just she says – they put me in a cage because I had no sense of pain until I was four years old, she said. So I was born with teeth and had no sense of pain. Us Weekly, do you edit? Shakespeare would have a field day. It's a witch. That's what a witch is. You That's know what? what a witch is. It is. That is what a witch is. Born with teeth, put in a cage, no pain. Unle- yeah, unless you were born with teeth, I don't want to read your memoir. Like right. this, this is setting the standard for what I want in a memoir, which is... Born with a full set of teeth, put in a cage. <laughs> now that you wrote your um, biography, your autobiography. A memoir. Born, memoir. Born with teeth. And you were. I was born with teeth. You were born with teeth? Yes, I was born with a set of perfect little teeth. I've never heard of that. They're actually sort of, they're pearlescent, they're blue. And they're very dangerous because the baby can swallow them. Goodness me, I had no idea that So that she could... had the guy come and take my teeth out and then they built me a little cage. 
because I had no sense of pain until I was four years old. Really? So I was born with teeth and I had no sense of pain. Um, anyways, next on the list is something that I will just skim right through because <laughs> I want to address it because mm. I want to like speak directly to our fans and the requests that they have, but I also never want to talk about it. Point being, quite a few people tweeted us this week asking, and I understand you guys love this show. I love it too right now who the musical guests are on The Bachelorette. And this is always a big issue because The Bachelor and The Bachelorette always have artists that range literally from like very high A-list to extremely low C-list. For some reason, like they just, there's no consistency in the musical artists. Like it could be like, not that Seal is A-list, but it was like Kiss from a Rose, which was a huge number one song. One year it was Christopher Moreau's. Now it's like these guys we've never heard of or whatever from the country sphere, which mm-hmm. is not saying that they're not very popular, but like very much who's to a like somewhat yes. some of the ABC audience. Point being. An unpredictable range, yeah. And I do love that every time, this is one of my favorite cliches about The Bachelorette and The Bachelor, whenever they walk in on one of these situations where somebody's on stage singing, I don't know if you see recognize this Bobby, they'll mm-hmm. be like, Blah blah blah. I love them. Like blue blue blue. I love their hit song. Oh. <laughs> blah blah blue. And it's like you were fed that line so hard. The producers were like, "Hey, can you just say that you were surprised to see blue blah and you love their song blah blah?" You know, just say that you've always been a really big fan of Shay Mooney since the very beginning. <laughs> so this week, on I've the been Bachelor, a fan of Shay Mooney since the very beginning. <laughs> Literally, like that. <laughs> So this week on The Bachelorette, you have them walk in. I don't even know who them is because it was like it was like JoJo and one of the guys and then JoJo and another guy. They walk in on first Charles Kelly, who was singing his new single, The Only One Who Gets Me. Charles Kelly is from Lady Antebellum. You know that band, kind of? I know the name of the band. And I know there I know also I also know Lady Antebellum, to be fair, is very popular. Very and popular. Very These are huge bands. I mean, Bobby likes country, like old school country. I'm a little bit of a fan of new school country. Mm-hmm. Between us, we literally don't know anything, but <laughs> I feel like what we do know is we have respect for country. I'm not yes. like I'm not one to shit on like who is this country person I've never heard of, because I know that we live in a bubble and country music is extremely popular. Yeah. Point being, Charles Kelly of Lady Lady Antebellum was the first one, and uh, the second one was Dan and Shay, who I actually do like. Dan and Shay, I don't know if you've heard of them. They're like a country duo that do country music. It's very popular. Mm. Point being, they also Mm. sing a song called From the Ground Up. And now I feel like I'm Shazam, because like essentially I just told you who they were and what they sang. And if you like any of their songs, support them on iTunes. Um, really, real quick, what Bachelorette really needed this season was for JoJo to perform. Other JoJo. Oh, that, honestly... That would have been great. That would have been peak smart Bachelorette. It would have been so smart. She's I bet they didn't available. even reach out to her. She has great love songs. She's putting out music. Uh-huh. JoJo is a who, by the way, which means we're allowed to talk about her. Both JoJo just both. got the job as um, the opener for Fifth Harmony's tour. Which is, like, a very hooey girl band because you can't name anyone in it. I kind of, like, at first part of me wants to be like, ugh. But then part of me is like, go JoJo. That's a huge band right now. They have, like, it's a huge. number one. Yeah. It's huge. Anyway. Speaking of country music and who's, the CMAs were this week. Did you get a chance to watch them? I only watched the Cam performance. Right. So speaking of Cam, speaking of Fifth Harmony. I love Fifth, Cam. Fifth Harmony. <laughs> Bobby, like, loves Cam. Now, I don't know if anyone has, like, noticed or if we've talked about it yet, but remember when we, like, slammed Cam? (laughs) 
we were like, who the fuck is this woman? How dare she? Like, we were very mean to Cam. What Bobby kind of name listened is to Cam? <laughs> Bobby listened to Cam Country. Welcome to Cam County, right? Country. Well, well, Cam, it's not, number one, it's not Cam County. It's Cam Country. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck she lives. Maybe it's Cam County. <laughs> I mean, it could be Cam County inside Cam Country, but... All she's letting us know is that it's Cam Country. Where are you from? I'm from Cam County in Cam, USA. Cam Country. There are a lot of great new female um, country artists this year. I know, like Marin. Really love uh, Marin. Marin Morris. Point being, I already told you that Bobby and I do like country music or have a weakness for country music if you mm-hmm. if you, if you you want to put, feel like it's that way. Uh-huh. And after we slammed Cam, Bobby listened to Cam and loved it. And point being, this week on CMAs... <laughs> Cam did a duet with our other favorite who's Fifth Harmony, major crossover, and they sang Work From Home and uh, the other one, what's the song she has that you love? Mayday. Mayday. And they fucking mashed them up at the end, which made no sense contextually in the songs, but sounded beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> sounded beautiful. Just like just like Cam. She's beautiful. She's okay, a beautiful, we're she's moving a beautiful on from artist. Cam. Bobby, I don't I, like you standing for Cam is like the worst thing that's happened to this podcast. <laughs> I don't think so. You love Cam too. I don't hate Cam, but like I am not a Cam stan. Okay. I also someone did point out that you can't you can't spell CMAs without Cam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, have you ever heard of Lion Babe? Nope. Neither have I. And she is the now the spokesperson for uh, Pantene, and it's like Pantene. this big, she's like getting a lot of press. She does have beautiful hair. Yeah, she's beautiful hair. Um, but I had no idea who she was, and it's weird to be like Lion Babe. I thought it was just her. Like, oh, it's this girl named Lion Babe, which is fine. But it turns out that Lion Babe is the name of the band, and it is her and another guy, and they have songs. Hmm. And they I are have like... not. I was about to listen to their music, and then I thought, eh, I'm fine. <laughs> I also pressed play on the song and was like, no, never heard it. I don't know what it is. But point being, if you hear of Lion Babe, which seems like they're kind of on the come up, they the are this girl named Jillian Hervey, who's Pantene Pro V face now. Hair. Mm-hmm. Not you can't really be the face of Pantene. You have to be the hair of Pantene. <laughs> right. Well, you have to be the face of it so that they know who the hair belongs to. Okay, true. Or maybe you're just your hair stands on its own. It's really beautiful. And no one knows who you are. Lion babe, Jill Harvey. You're missing you're missing the the most important thing about Lion Babe. Go. Do you know who Jillian Hervey's mom is? No. Vanessa Williams. Oh my god. Well that's That's the, why she's famous. That's literally burying the lead right there. I buried yeah. the lead. I literally copied in all this garbage about them and didn't even get the main point. <laughs> Lillian Jillian Hervey's mom is Vanessa Williams, who oh, is former great. Miss America. Slash actress slash save the best for last, which is what I just did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so now we have it. If you don't know who v- Vanessa Williams is, you're a crazy person. Yeah, you're an idiot. Stop um, listening. to She this has an amazing history full of scandal and music and song and performance. Anyways, um, that's great news. I'm so glad that Vanessa Williams offspring is line, babe. Okay. Move on, and I just want to read to our audience what Lindsay wrote before this bullet. Um, and it just says, I want to rant about lip sync battle. <laughs> okay, here we go. I want go. to rant about lip sync battle every day of the week, but here you go for it. Here we go. I just want to talk about lip sync battle and how much I hate it. 
And I feel like I was on the fence between it being redeeming and having funny moments and just being awful. But the awful point of it really tipped for me this week. Did you you saw the full? Oh, did you see the full performances? We said it to each other at the same, maybe the same five seconds. <laughs> did you see the full performance though yet? Oh, I didn't know the full performance was out. I don't know if I could do it. Awful. The teaser was probably the worst thing I've seen. But the thing is, I can't. I don't even think it's the worst thing I've seen on Lip Sync Battle because literally that full show is full of garbage. Here's I my think point. It was the, I think it was easily the worst thing I've seen on Lip Sync Battle. Here's my point, though. It started off as a bit on Jimmy Fallon, and the bit was let's get just celebrities to do wacky stuff. That's always their point. It's like let's do let's get celebrities to do stuff they one will agree to do, and two is wacky. Right. Mixed in popular music. Har- and harmless. And harmless. And harmless. So they're lip syncing, but they're like lip syncing to songs in their full, just whether, whatever they were wearing, no props, no nothing. Yeah. Off the cuff with Jimmy Fallon laughing in the back. Very simple. They turn this into a show <laughs> and it just goes off the rails. It loses any charmingness <laughs> it ever had. They give them costumes. They have special guests. All of Budgets, it is like, backup dancers. I just, I Pyrotechnics. It is so wild that this show is so popular. It is one of the most popular shows on TV. But it is... Is it? You might be... That might be a stretch. No, it's a huge show. Might be a stretch. It's a huge show. It's a huge show. Okay. And they just have some of the worst shit happening on television on that show. You haven't even explained... Okay. What this one was. So this week, the one that really sent me off the deep end in terms of hating the show and <laughs> wanting it to burn to the ground is... And... To be fair, I love Chrissy Teigen, so she's not a part of this. I think she's doing her best, but because Chrissy Teigen is... is a co-host, so she's on every episode. She's immune from this. She like so is re- all cool J. Also, like she's trying, not like she's trying and failing. Like she's trying and like doing what she she's doing a good job. She's like hype woman essentially, and yeah. she's fun and she knows the songs and has fun and props to her. Whatever. I want to like give her her own talk show and like oh I like I love her and I want her to like do something more. That involves more of herself than she this. will. This is a stepping stone. So this week on Lip Sync Battle, the lineup, the the matchup was Zachary Quinto and Zoe Saldana. Okay, and who, this, if you might remember, are co-stars in the Star Trek movies. Yeah, they try and, so and make promoting it, like, the thematic, new one beyond. Right. So you have Zachary Quinto doing "Freedom '90" by George Michael with with uh, with um. With, I why is her name like floated out of my head? Superstar, number one model. Who? The the number one supermodel. Cindy Crawford? Wow, yeah. Cindy Crawford, I forgot her name. Cindy Crawford coming out. Superstar, number one model. (laughs) (laughs) So Cindy Crawford comes out because the whole point of Limp Sync Battle is getting other people to come, which I don't understand because, like, you're already there and, like, it's not. (laughs) That's what I don't get either. Like, I don't understand. It's like, whatever. So he gets Cindy Crawford to come out. They, like, do a dance, whatever. That's fine. The the other performance that he did, I'm so offended by. I want to scream. It he does Missy Elliott's "Get Your Freak On," but he's and instead of choosing like the outfit that's like the most memorable outfit, which is the uh, trash bag outfit, Chrissy was in that. Chrissy was, but but like I bet Chrissy called it. That's what I bet happened. Chrissy was like, like, "I'm not I'm wearing, wearing that other bag. Shit. You can't wear the yeah. trash bag." But also, the trash bag is from a different video. I don't care. Go off. Who? who instead, he accepted. This outfit that made him look like, like you know that 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 John Early character from his stand-up that's like into jeans and has like <laughs> he looked like that like he looked. I like, don't know that, but I can picture that. He it was Bobby. It was crazy. It was crazy. So like I don't want to start 
any gossip, okay? But uh, Zachary Quinto. Who? Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's like a little actor. He's been in a couple oh. movies. Uh, and I don't want to say he was talking trash, but he was talking like a lot of trash. Then he better bring it. Um, so I'm so excited for this week. We're doing a game, but we have a very special guest. I want mm -hmm. to introduce Caroline Goldfarb of the You Had Me Like, This Week Had Me Like podcast. Stop. You were so great on it this week, Lindsay. Everyone go listen to it. This I had weekend. such a good I had such a good time on this pod on Caroline's podcast. She is also, if you know, if you're not aware of her podcast yet, which you should be, because our we're clearly sister podcasts or whatever. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you should know that she is also official Sean Penn on Instagram. So you've probably which like you've gotta follow you probably already follow it. Yeah. You've probably like lolled at her stuff. Smash that follow button as soon as you yeah. possibly can. Um, so yeah, let's play this game. I feel like we got to get started. This is one of our, our classic Who Weekly games. Mm -hmm. It is called I Don't Know Her. And basically what the, what the object of the game is that we will give each other and yourself, Caroline, um, mm. both a who and a them. And you will have to convince us whether the who, the them knows who the who is or whether they do not know who the who is. Yes. Okay. Uh, it is kind of a journey. So we'll start, we'll do ours to start and then we'll do yours. And let's see if, let's see, let's see how you uh, stack up against the competition, Ooh, which is, I'll try. there's no competition. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so Lindsay. Okay. Yeah. Does Glenn Close. Oh God, you're so loud, Bobby. I can't. God, well, I, I don't know. Does Glenn Close know who Cardi B is? <laughs> <laughs> I <Okay>. love that. <laughs> so okay. So. Immediately, my brain my brain says no, but my heart says, try and figure it out. So, <laughs> um, Glenn Close, Cardi B. So, Cardi B is an is a primarily Instagram famous person. Um, also, unless you watched Hip Hop, Love and Hip Hop, uh, New York, also you would know who she was. <laughs> so the question is, does Glenn Close come into contact with any of those things? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this is really hard because i it's, also don't really know what glenn close has done recently or what glenn close it's it's really hard to imagine what glenn close is doing on any day like what is glenn close doing right, right. now at home right like conceptually it's like what does she even do in her free time mm -hmm. mm, she like does uh, cupping all what day do you think? yeah like what does your gut say she's like doing crosswords i don't know um my gut says no honestly <laughs> like i don't know I, I glenn close she does feel like the kind of woman who would like kick back with a beer and watch like shameless vh1 television mm -hmm. but if you were to like just watch random shameless television i think glenn close would go for like a bravo moment hmm. yeah, yeah i could see that like the real housewives mm -hmm. gtv mm -hmm. oh she like loves um house hunters international of course like she would She's I bet like, she hates, and I bet she hate watches the Property Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> so she's just like us, celebs, just like us. So yeah, I really, honestly, I can't even think of a maybe connection between them. That's such a good one. What a stumper! I just don't. I like don't think that she knows who Cardi B is. That's a good. That's a good response. I accept yeah, that it. Was okay, good one. So yeah, so Bobby here. I hope yours is. I mean, that wasn't very creative. I feel like usually it's more of a journey, but I have nothing. Um. Okay, Bobby. Mm -hmm. Uh. Does. Morgan Freeman. Oh my God! Know who Cameron Dallas is? Uh, <laughs> I hate this. Um. Oh my God! 
So wait, I'm I confuse all of them. Cameron Dallas is the Vine one, right? Yes. Who's like They're a model all... now? Yes. I have a feeling Morgan Freeman is one of those angry old men who's like, I don't like the internet and I don't like social media. And I don't want to mm-hmm. know anything about it. So I think he would never organically learn about like Cameron on the internet. I feel very confident in saying that Morgan Freeman has no clue who Cameron Dallas is. Yes. Agreed. How do you feel about that, Caroline? Do you I agree? Totally agree? I mean, I couldn't agree more. There's no fucking way. There's <laughs> no fucking way. I don't even think Morgan Freeman knows who like, who's like a famous Vine star that everyone knows. That, that's like, the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't think there is a famous Vine star that everyone knows. Like, has Morgan Freeman ever opened YouTube, let alone Vine? You know what? Morgan Freeman definitely does not know what Vine is. No. Wow. Definitely not. That's true. Taking yeah. a further step back, you're totally yeah. Fundamentally, right. he doesn't know what yeah. Vine is. True. Fundamentally, he's like way behind this. <laughs> <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah, I mean, it almost seems like he's living a great life. I would, would love not to know what Vine is. Yeah, when you put it like that, he's kind of killing it. <laughs> so yeah. there's yeah, a reason why he's the them and Cameron Dallas is a who. Caroline, we have one for you. Oh, I'm so excited. I want you. To, I can't wait for you to take this journey. Mm-hmm. So here you go. Caroline. Mm-hmm. Does <laughs> Michelle Obama mm-hmm. know who Holly mm-hmm. Madison is? Oh, literally 100% she knows who she is. <laughs> go on. Prove your you case. Bobby more, wrote this. Prove yeah. your case. Could not be more sure. First of all, I just have a hunch that Holly Madison is – I don't proof of this, but I feel like she's like an activist for like – babies or kids or is like really embracing that mom role in her who life you know what i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And i feel like she it would i would not be surprised if she had sent she's like somehow trying to get involved in like the get up and move campaign or she's sending signed copies of her amazing books to the white house like she's actively trying to get in with michelle obama and i know that she is <laughs> i feel like some of her efforts have maybe she sent like an edible arrangement to michelle i just feel like her efforts oh man have michelle would love an edible arrangement I, I mean, I know Holly Madison only has, like, little babies, and her kids are not, like, Sasha and Malia age, so they don't have, like, a lot to talk about, but I just, like, feel in my soul that Holly is, like, trying to get in with Michelle, and Michelle has noticed. And I also just I mean, think that Michelle probably yeah. has watched a couple episodes of The Girl Next Door. Like, that was on way pre-Obama's presidency, and I just <laughs> can imagine her, like, kicking back with some bugles in Chicago, I don't know, watching a couple episodes. It was a big show. It was a huge show. It was a cultural phenomenon. Cultural phenomenon. <laughs> and it's just like you were saying, like, whenever she had a, she wanted to come home and just relax and watch something mindless after her time at the law firm or whatever. Right. What was she doing in Chicago? She's law like firm. a lawyer. Yeah. Do you think that her kids, do you think Malia and Sasha, like, also are in, would like know, are into this? I don't think so. I, I think they're too young to watch Girls Next Door. And I think that they're. They know who Cameron happy. Dallas is, though. They what? They know, they yeah, know they Cameron Dallas. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. They must. But I just, I don't know why, but I just feel like they're concerned with cooler shit than like Holly Madison. You yeah. know what I mean? I just can't imagine. I, yeah. I just can't imagine like they care about Kendra. Maybe they know who Bridget Marquat is, but. <laughs> not even, not even like, like Bridget Mark not even she knows who she is like that is the she is the most obscure one of the three I want to know what she's doing because she was always she was always kind of my favorite really she was kind of the Khloe Kardashian of the girls next door wasn't she 
Uh, that's really kind of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. She was like, no, yeah, not even, not even. <laughs> so like you're saying, so you're saying that she, so you're saying that Michelle Obama knows yeah, who Holly know. Madison is. I just, I, whether or not my theory about Holly Madison sending like edible arrangements to the white house is one thing, but I can say with certainty, with certainty that Michelle Obama has watched an episode of the girls next door. Wow. I think we solved so many mysteries today. Mm -hmm. I feel better about everything. Honestly, I feel better just like knowing that knowing the truth about these, all these relationships. (laughs) I know. I mean, now that we've, we've really like dug deep and revealed them. Um, I feel like, I'm so happy that you were here to help us do that. Yeah, thanks, thanks for playing for, along. Yeah, thanks for giving me the opportunity. Yeah, to really... will you tell us a little? Tell like plug the podcast. Tell us, tell our listeners where to hear it. All right, this week had me like you can listen to it on SoundCloud and iTunes, pretty much the normal places, and it's my podcast in which I invite on two guests every week. One person's a fellow celebrity expert; the other has to be a plebe who doesn't know celebrity stuff, and we talk about bizarre celeb gossip. So it's not like you know, the normal stuff you'd read. Nothing A-list, but n- but like wacky, wacky B-list. <laughs> wacky B-list. Like this week, uh, we discussed with Lindsay, um, Hillary Duff hanging out with a possibly rabid raccoon, which she documented on social media, Ben Affleck mm-hmm. wearing guy liner. We just discussed a lot of really It was a roller stuff. coaster. Also, roller. the cool thing about uh, this week had me like is that Caroline gets on actual who's. Tell us about some of the amazing who's you've had on the True. show. We like to have our plebes be people that are actual actors that have maybe been on like CW-esque shows. Um, we've had some amazing ones on. We had Ian Harding, who, who? was on uh, Pretty Little Liars and has billion oh Twitter followers, so don't even worry <laughs> about it. Oh, we, my God. This week with Lindsay, we had Max Eric, who's on Lindsay's literal favorite show, Under the Dome. Oh my god! I, we talked about him in the in the in the show. I called him Max Ehrlich. That's how like who he was to me. But I genuinely loved him and had a great time with him. His name is spelled like you would think it's Ehrlich. Strange, honestly, though. Yeah. So that's our thing. We also have some like them's kind of you know like. But we've had Brittany Snow. Like we've just had a lot of fun people. Ooh. That's like our vibe. Our dream guest is Mandy Moore. We also I dream of having Jesse McCartney on. Like. I think you're going to hit that. I think you're going to get there. Mandy Moore, she was definitely, she'll she'll go on your podcast. Cool. Well, thank you so much for doing this with us. This was super fun. Hey, I'm Holly. I'm originally from Alaska, and I live now at the Playboy Mansion. I'm Hef's number one girlfriend. Hef and I have been dating for three and a half years. I was intimidated by Hef when I first met him. He seemed really imposing and scary. After Hef's my first date, I moved in two days later. I guess you could say we're made for each other. Okay, so uh, that was fun. Uh, Bobby, hey, what's hey. Rita up to? I don't know. Let's find out. What was she wearing? Where was she seen? She posted what on Instagram? She's the Who Queen. Tens of people want to know all about the number one Who. Lindsay Bobby. What's Rita Ora up to? Who is this woman? Uh, wow. She's good. She was up to a lot this week. Great stuff. Great news for our girl, Rita Ora. <laughs> you know what happened to her? What happened? She finally is free from Rock Nation. <gasps> Rita! Yes. 
Rita! And she signed with uh, Warner Music. Oh my god, I cannot which means, wait for the which new means Rita music. We're going to get new Rita music. We're going to get... We are going to get wait. a second album from Rita Ora. It's been a long time She coming. always told us she would never let us down, and she's not going to. Speaking of never letting us down, we got a few very fair comments last week when we talked about... Uh, we talked about Calvin oh, Harris God. slash Adam, Adam, what's his last name again? Adam Wiles. Adam Wiles in last week's Who's There episode, we literally did not mention Rita, which is crazy because clearly yes, because both they of dated. us know that it they was dated. Such a big deal. It was a huge deal. He wrote I'll Never Let You Down with yep. her, but really like he wrote it for her technically. And honestly, I haven't done, I haven't done research to prepare this. But they had a huge falling out, right? Yes. That's what I remember. Oh, are you it was kidding? Like, it was bad. He was awful to her and then prevented her from performing the song. He he was he he took all these measures to keep her from performing that song in certain instances, right? Yes. Yeah, so like she, he was a big asshole. To, it was her biggest hit. It, it still is was, her biggest hit. She was supposed to return she was supposed to perform it on Teen Choice Awards. This is a specific thing. It's kind of like what happened with Kesha and Dr. Luke. He, she wanted to perform it on the Teen Choice Awards and he said no because as the songwriter and like you get to basically clear when the song is performed like you can just say no essentially which i didn't really know and he said mm-hmm. no and she like went off on it which like understandably or whatever and he was mm-hmm. already dating like um he was on to his next one he was dating um what's her name um i don't know who ellie he goulding he was dating ellie goulding. oh god Ugh. yeah and then he dated taylor which is interesting because taylor and ellie goulding are friends but i guess they're mm-hmm. not really that close anymore you know who ellie goulding might be dating right now who prince harry what that's the rumor, yeah. That's a good rumor. That's a good, good rumor. rumor. Um, good also, rumor. what else is Rita Ora up to? Rita Ora is living for the fact that people have uh, are starting rumors that she's fucking Justin Bieber. Living, so she's, living. She fucking loves it. So is she dating Justin Bieber? Is she not? Who cares? The point is she's Snapchatting as Justin Bieber. She did a she did a face swap on Snapchat with Justin Bieber, and little that's it. And she just has Justin Bieber's face, and she captions it. What I would look like with Justin's face. Waves. Waves. Yeah. She did a few faces. And this was one of the faces. And I cracked up and took a screenshot. It's great. Yeah. I love it. She's, she's living for so this. Much fun. Living for this. Living for rumors that she's dating Dakota Johnson, which are still oh, swirling. Still swirling. They're still swirling. Um, I love it. Oh, my God. I'd love that. What if they were? I mean, maybe they hooked up. It's kind of fun. Yeah. It's great. Very, you know, it's a very uh, sexually charged uh, uh, set. Better than Calvin Harris, that's for sure. That's true. So, Calvin Harris is bad. Rita Ora did date him. He was mean to her. Mm-hmm. She was probably impossible also. Uh, <laughs> so, I don't even need to place blame. And they broke up. And sorry, we didn't talk about that. It's yeah, sorry. That's it. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, a few things at the at the. At we got the a few end. things to say. Hopefully, you stick to stuck to the end because we have some good stuff today. Um, shout out to Racked. Did you read us on Racked this week, Bobby? <gasps> I did. It's like you'd never know. We were also amazing writers. Point being, shout out to Racked. Check us out on Racked. Check me out. I guess this is a plug. I was on this week's episode of This Week Had Me Like with Caroline, who uh, you heard on the show. Um, mm-hmm. She uh, had me over to her wonderful place, and I had so much fun um, schooling the who that I was on the show with. <laughs> like the, the you schooled a who you really I schooled, schooled a who. I mean, it, the whole point of that show is that there is a noob and an expert. Clearly, I was the expert. The who was a noob, but did you know that this who I texted this to Bobby because he's the only one who cares. 
He was on Under the Dome. He is a former soap star, dome head, dating a, a girl who's on a show with Zendaya. So clearly I had to like go in off the record with him on that. Mm-hmm. Point being, you can download and hear me tell him who Goldie Hawn is on this week's episode of This Week Had Me Like, and I hope you'll check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a birthday shout out. Um, happy birthday to Andrew Tolbert. Happy uh, birthday, Andrew. Your boyfriend really loves you. Uh, fiance. Your fiance really loves you so mm. much that he emailed your favorite podcast and told us to <laughs> shout you out, which you know what? We love that. Yeah, we love it. We, we love love. We love love. So happy birthday, Andrew Tolbert. May your hooiest birthday dreams come true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hope you're on da- uh, hope you're on a lip sync battle tonight. I hope you have some famous friends to bring in. Yeah, for give a call. Cindy Crawford would love to come back. <laughs> uh, and then don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Uh, thank you, Katie and Eric of The Who's, for the Rita theme song, as always. And be sure to call 619-WHO-THEM to ask us questions, and you will be hearing our new episode of the of Who's There on Thursday. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You will drive us. Lillian, Jillian Hervey's mom is Vanessa Williams, who is former Miss America slash actress slash save the best for last, which is what I just did.